Hello from the newsroom of the Financial Times in London. I'm Josh Noble. The German car industry came late to electric vehicles, but has now embraced the technology with gusto. Patrick McGee asked industry executives to describe the moment when they realised that electric vehicles were the future. Here's his report. Germany's industry body, the VDA, said German car makers will invest close to 60 billion euros on electric vehicles and driverless technologies over the next three years. The ramp-up of electric mobility is coming in Europe, said Bernard Mattis, who is a former head of Ford's German business. Without it, he continued, the EU's CO2 targets cannot be achieved by 2030. He called for appropriate regulatory conditions across Europe. I spoke to the industry's top executives just before and during this year's Geneva Motor Show and asked them a simple question. When was your personal aha moment when you realized electric cars were not just a fad, not just a niche, but actually might be the future of the automotive industry? For Herbert Diess, chief executive of Volkswagen, the world's largest car maker, the moment came during a trip to the US around eight years ago when he was buying a gift for his son. I visited America and I saw one of those helicopters, battery helicopters, which are remote controlled. I bought one, yeah, <laughs> and I flew it with my son. We flew the helicopter, yeah, and the bloody thing flew, yeah, and about 10 minutes or so, yeah. A helicopter is the most inefficient machine in the world. Hmm. Yeah? It has no aerodynamics. It's awful. You need to, you need another propeller just to stabilize it. No, it, it's terrible. It's probably five times less efficient than an airplane. If you can fly a helicopter, yeah, it's easy to drive around cars. Herbert Dietz concedes that Elon Musk definitely had a role to play and Tesla had a role to play. He actually was able to drive the Roadster, Tesla's first convertible electric car back in 2010. But he says it was this experience with the helicopter that was the conversion moment where he realized, uh, you know, wait a minute, this really could be the future. Now, he was not chief executive of Volkswagen at the time. He was a head of procurement and supplier network at BMW, but he then put his full weight behind the electric project at BMW. And BMW is generally considered the first of the Germans to really make the shift to electric vehicles. Porsche, the sports car maker within the Volkswagen Group, wants 50% of their cars to be electrified by 2025, a very ambitious target. Detlev von Platten, the company's head of sales and marketing, says his aha moment came when he was driving a prototype for the Taycan, Porsche's first all-electric car that will go on sale this year. I had exactly the same question in my mind as many people loving this brand, basically saying, is that a car which can reproduce what I expect from a Porsche? The answer was absolutely yes when I was driving this car. You will immediately feel, if you close your eyes and you put yourself inside the car behind the wheel, the steering wheel, that you are in a Porsche. For Hiltrud Werner, the head of integrity and compliance at Volkswagen, it was also a driving experience that won her over to electric vehicles. So she actually tried to buy an electric vehicle herself in Germany, but she came across problems because of wanting charging infrastructure at her home, and it just really wasn't possible. When I drove for the first time an e-Golf, the most impressive thought that came to my mind was, how silent is this? So I think I'm a person that likes quietness. So the quietness of the car really impressed me and I thought, well, if this is the future, then this will fit me. And uh, my husband and I, we had a Tesla for a weekend as a test drive and the acceleration was phenomenal. It was, you know, compared to having 800 horsepower or so. And 
When we moved to Braunschweig, the first thing we did was to apply for the right to put a wall box in our parking lot. Unfortunately, that was refused by the authorities. So they refused it with the explanation, you know, if all 10 people that have a place in the garage, in the basement, would ask for it, then the amperes of the building would be not sufficient, which I found very disturbing because I think in a new building, every owner or renter should have the right to have an electric car and can charge it. Martin Daum, chief executive of Daimler Trucks, the world's biggest commercial vehicle maker, says he caught the bug testing a prototype. For him, it was late 2017, and he was in an e-canter made by his company at the cost of 1 million euros. And had the head engineer sitting next to me reminding me always that this is a prototype that cost a million euros. And when he looks at how I'm using the truck, his biggest fear is that I have to get another million in the budget to replace a prototype, which I'm going to crash pretty soon if I continue driving like that. <laughs> you mean, <laughs> so what, you were driving a truck like a sports car? I was driving it like a scooter. It was so fun, you know, and we were really challenging the technology. Right. But it, the technology, I mean, I was, I was certainly too fast. I was cutting corners too fast, you know, and pushing the truck to the limit. And he really got nervous. But this was this, this moment... But I would say it was for everyone the moment when you sit in the trucks and drive them. Yeah? Yeah. It's convincing. But this is more the emotional part. Yeah? And you shouldn't base your business decisions purely on emotions. Yeah? Because ultimately in the commercial vehicle side, emotions don't sell the truck. Yeah? Because people are going to make money with their trucks and they put the emotions right. aside and put the pocket calculator out. So when you look what happens on the battery world and how batteries, energy density is growing, longevity of the battery is growing and costs are coming down of the battery. Daimler is the world's largest maker of trucks and buses, and within the world of the other giants like Volvo, they're doing pretty well. But China's BYD built 16,000 electric buses for the city of Shenzhen alone. And Shenzhen has about 20 times more electric buses than all of Europe. So if Daimler doesn't make the switch now to electric, they will be completely behind BYD and next generation technology. I mean, just think of how much the Chinese are going to learn by having this huge, huge step forward in electric vehicles while Europe dithers. So Mr. Daum really acknowledges that the time to move is not in five years when the battery costs have come down to parity with diesel. The time is now. Human ingenuity can create things you can't even think of today. And we had the feeling in we are talking now five, ten years down the road, we'll have batteries which make it potentially even a business case. But by then, we need to have enough knowledge, you know, battery management, cooling, e-axles, packaging. I mean, there's so many things we acquired over the last 130 years, you know, in, in traditional trucking that we have to start now. If we start in five years, we lose those. We need five years to get the bucks out of a system. BMW production chief Oliver Zipsa told me he was convinced by all-electric cars as early as 2007 when he had a chance to drive one of the 300 all-electric minis that they built back then. Now, the all-electric mini that you and I might be able to buy doesn't roll off the production line until later this year, but they had 300 of these sort of test vehicles built back then, and that's when he had his aha moment. I was running the Oxford plant in 2008, and we were building the first mini battery only in 2008. It's a different drivetrain. It had an excellent acceleration. It, it drives like a real Mini. When you're in the automotive industry, you do not 
doing things for fun. The minimum invest is several hundred million euros if you build a car and bring it to the markets. That electric mobility as a future was clear more than 10 years ago for many reasons. One could be ecological reasons, another reason could be driving ability reasons. There are many reasons around that and it will be very specific to which customers you talk to and it's very specific in which countries and which environments you offer this product. Of course, you know the whole story, it depends on charging infrastructure and so I questioned Mr. Zipsa about how the new electric models would be differentiated. Would the drivetrain, the components that deliver power to the driving wheels, ultimately be commoditized, the way that batteries among different mobile phones tend to more or less be the same these days? I think what will become even more important, this is what we call system integration. A battery doesn't drive, a car drives. And how it drives, whether it rattles and makes noises, whether it feels like a real car, after 20,000 kilometers driving, whether we get all the regulatory requirements, that's going to be a decisive factor. And I don't think that the complete drivetrain will be commoditized. It's more how does the drivetrain which we have behave in a completed car. That's why we built, besides the cell, we built the engine, the electric engine by ourselves, already in its third generation right now and will come quickly to the fifth generation. We built the battery modules ourselves mm -hmm. and we built the complete battery by ourselves. And the main differentiator is not the cell. And, and when you talk about the cell, you look at the supplier. That's probably gonna be similar. All the rest, the modules, the complete battery, the driving behavior, how does the battery behave if you accelerate five or 10 times in a row? Does it degrade or not? And I think that will be a differentiator. It's not easily commoditized. Mercedes is an interesting one because back in 2009, 2010, they bought a 10% stake in Tesla for $50 million. So they had an early look at the emerging technology. In 2014, they sold that stake and it netted them nearly $800 million. But even today, Mercedes' portfolio of electric cars isn't as developed as BMW's and the company is less ambitious than Volkswagen. Still, Britta Zieger, head of sales at Mercedes' parent Daimler, says that they listen to their customers and dealers above all things and that mass adoption of electric vehicles will ultimately be consumer driven. In earlier times when the people were not yet experiencing the car, I think everybody thought, oh, it's about what do I give up? I will not get this. I think the early adopters were switching for being conscious with the environment. But if you want to have a big movement of people driving these cars, you need to attack and address as well the heart. What these different experiences show is that the story of electric cars moved pretty quickly from environmentally motivated investment to an understanding that electric cars were actually just a better technology and one that is fast becoming commercially viable. There's no better place to see that than in the ultra high-end market of hypercars. Munich-based automobile Pininfarina makes cars for the super rich. This is unlikely to make a dent in global carbon emissions, but Michael Pershka, chief executive, told me he thinks that the glamour of Formula E racing could help the rest of the industry embrace the technology. He wants kids to have posters of hypercars on their wall, but instead of Ferraris, they should be all electric. His own embrace of battery-driven cars happened pretty quickly after he tried out ludicrous mode in a Tesla Model S. Getting in a Model S on a straight line, plus a ridiculous mode, 
pressing the gas pedal and going from zero to 100 in, in less than three seconds is a bloody hell. This is kind of wow. This is unreal. I always say, wow, you know, that makes actually electric exciting. And I think that we have to go electric is proven. China, many places in the world, you have to cut down drastically immediately on CO2 emissions. But Pinifarina can be on the forefront to drive the acceptance and the speed and get people and say, hey, you don't need this combustion engine anymore, the noise, the emissions. You can have a drop-dead gorgeous car with a great experience, with a great customer interface, and guess what? Just happens to be electric. That was Patrick McGee in Frankfurt. Thanks for listening. Remember, if you're not already a subscriber and would like to discover more FT content, you can find our latest subscription offers at ft.com forward slash offer.